Steve Rode and Damon Day are coming at you fast, getting you out of debt with their true romance. Steve's the ying to Damon's yang, and they are here to save the day. A couple debt superheroes, Steve and Damon, coming your way. Pinch a loaf. Great, thanks. <laughs> you got to edit that? Yeah, now I'm going to have to edit that out. Thank you very much. Damon, uh, pinch a loaf day. It, That'll be my next name tomorrow Saturday. <laughs> Damon, pinch a loaf day. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> hey, if it gets people talking about it. <laughs> it actually has a ring to it. Damon, pinch a loaf day. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, can I change it? Hey, man, people are going to get quality advice with a K. Yeah, okay, hold on. Just, just leave it alone. <laughs> what people don't understand is you're trying to change your name on the... Oh, great, you did. <laughs> on, the, on the podcast transcript, so thank you very much. I guess that's You're worth dr- driving people to see the transcript to see Damon pinch a loaf day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Should we actually talk about debt for crying out loud? Sure. Let's squeeze okay. it out. I can't imagine what the, the summary is going to be for this podcast. Five minutes of talking about Damon pinching a loaf today. <laughs> Such yeah. juveniles. Oh, my God. I hope well, I die laughing. It's a good segue into today's topic. Yeah, that's true. It is. It's a dumpster fire for sure. It's a, a porta potty. That's what we'll call it, the porta potty, because today's topic is public service loan forgiveness program. <laughs> and it's such Shooter's a dumpster full. fire. Oh, my God. So bad. Okay, so let's lay the framework for people who don't understand what public service loan forgiveness is. It's a federal government student loan program that was well-intentioned. So let's step back where this all started in 2007. The whole idea was that Congress wanted to significantly improve access to higher education, particularly graduate and professional education for people who would like to have lower paying public service careers but who were saddled by high education debt. It was the plight of many people who wanted to go, for example, to law school to help the disadvantaged, but they couldn't afford it. And so it was determined back in 2007, I believe it was President Bush that signed the act that made this all possible, that public service loan forgiveness was a valiant and good thing for people to to take up. Because for example, In the case of lawyers who could serve uh, low-income clients, criminal defendants, immigrants, victims of domestic violence, these students needed some help to get the education they needed to help people through like legal aid, public defender programs, and other offices. So the idea behind the program was to help all high-debt, low-income borrowers to pursue public service in many different fields, including teaching, good old teachers, social work, military service, nursing, and emergency management. Now, that makes perfect sense. 
Congress even said at the time, what it set out to do was provide relief for high debt, low income borrowers while providing very substantial student loan repayment relief for those who made the sacrifice of choosing long-term, lower-income public service careers. Well-intentioned at the beginning, Damon, but how did it turn out? As you said, a dumpster fire. (laughs) But plan your life around a government promise. What could go wrong? Yeah. Yeah, the problem was that it was basically people were not eligible for the first round of student loan forgiveness until 10 years later. They had to make 120 payments minimum to be eligible for forgiveness. So that would put the first forgiveness at 2017. In the meantime, political administrations changed, Department of Education changed, everyone changed. Everyone made a big promise. They just didn't deliver on it. Damon, listen, they didn't deliver on it, not like a little bit. They screwed this up so badly The Department of Education has found 98% of borrowers are still being rejected. And this program was designed to help people who were in the military, for example. They found that 287 Department of Defense personnel had received loan forgiveness as of January 2020. Sounds admirable, 287. But here's the kicker. 5,200 or 94% of the military borrowers were denied public service loan forgiveness. I'm sure you've seen it. I know you've seen well, it because we bitch about it all the time. Yeah. And the idea, it, it, it makes sense. It's a good idea. It encourages people to go into service, sacrifice, take a little bit lower pay at the beginning of your career, blah, blah, blah. The problem is it's something, it's a promise a politician can make that doesn't have to be met for at least 10 years by the time that politician's probably gone. And that's the problem that I don't think the show will be all doom and gloom because the, you could still save it. The structure of it is there. You just yes. have to get somebody in charge of it that can put together a, a group of people that could actually get this thing administered and streamline this process. All the stuff is there. It just, it's going to take some effort to get it done. But right now it's just a cluster. Yeah, the program is there and little tiny steps are being made. Under the previous administration, Betsy DeVos, who I have, I don't really don't hate anybody. I just have a lot of anger against the policies that she enacted that really stranded these students. Just deny them all seemed to be the basic policy. But last year, the current administration changed its previous policy and graciously, They're touting this as a benefit. Graciously now counts lump sum payments and prepayments as qualifying towards loan forgiveness. Like those shouldn't have been all along. It's ridiculous when I hear from consumers and they say they won't count my payment because I made the payment that was on the statement that I got, but they're saying it's 50 cents too low. The the problem is that the devil's always in the details, right? So you have this great program, but then when, when it comes down to how do you qualify for it, there's really no central place a consumer can go and say, okay, here's my specific situation. Exactly what do I need to do? What steps do I need to take? What kind of payment plan do I need to be on? How much does my payment need to be? Does it matter if I'm single or married or have kids or whatever? And the problem is 
because this program is not really applied for until after you supposedly qualify for it, right? There is right. a, a huge opportunity for people to not have all their I's dotted and T's crossed during the 10 years where they mistakenly think they might be doing all the things they need to do to qualify for it only to find out 10 years later that, oh, you missed this. Or like you said, your payment was 50 cents too high and we can't check this box on our form. So therefore you don't qualify and you're going to get rejected. And what that did was that left this huge opportunity and huge window for all these, and I'm doing my air quotes, debt relief, student loan forgiveness. Pro I still get texts from clients all, every week. Oh, Damon, I got some, th listen to this voicemail. I'm eligible for forgiveness. Every, they send the voicemails to me or the letters every time <laughs> it's some damn sales guy leaving a message and, Oh, great news. We have your, you know, student loan here and it qualifies for full forgiveness, but you have to call now and blah, blah. It's just so cringeworthy. These people try to make it seem like they're part of the department of education or something like that. And it's just these debt relief guys calling doing a bait and switch and it's, you are eligible for loan forgiveness. And then all they're going to do is try to sign you up for PSLF or put you on IBR. And I don't know if we're going to get into it on this show, but most of the time these programs will lie on your forms in order to get yeah. your payment lower than it should be for your situation. And when you go down the road, 10 years, when the government, somebody at the government actually looks at your application and it says you have 15 dependents at some point when you had maybe one kid, and he's They're not exaggerating. Deny it. And that is that's a true situation. No, I've seen him. <laughs> oh. That's going to be the next cluster that's coming down the pike. Is even if you get the administrative part all squared away, so people can submit their applications, a real human can look at it, they can decide. You're going to have hundreds of thousands of applications. Poor people, these poor people that signed up in these debt relief or you know get your student loans down to zero dollars a month. You just pay us whatever, 50 bucks a month for 10 years or 20 years or whatever it is. And these people lie on the phone, not every time, but I've seen a lot of it in order to fit what they're trying to sell you, which is no payments or really low payments. They'll exaggerate the number of people you're supporting and nobody looks at it during no, the, the program. No. There's no mechanism in place right now for a real person to say, oh, this person wants to qualify for loan forgiveness in 10 years. Okay. Send in your application, which is what they should do. They should actually do some kind of enrollment process right. at the very beginning. Somebody checks the boxes and says, okay, you want to, let's see if you have qualifying employment. Here's all the rules. Here's what you need to do. Here's the payment plan. That's what they need to do to eliminate all this confusion. And that would eliminate all these scammy guys that are able to submit this stuff and say, oh yeah, they take care of 15 people. And that's why their payment should be zero. They don't ask for any names of those 15 people. They don't ask for social security number. They don't ask for anything. You can put any number on that form and manipulate your payment and nobody will know or catch it until the end. And then that debt relief company probably won't even be in business when you get the no. news that I know you thought your loans were going to be forgiven, but you have 10 more years because you didn't do it. This is amazing to me that people don't enroll in the program until afterwards, but while they're making their payments, they can't even go online and see, yep, the payment counted. Yes, that payment counts. They have no idea. And here's what the current Department of Education, this is the bright light that just went off because they're saying federal student loan borrowers have planned their careers and lives around this program, trusting that if they work in public service for a decade while repaying their student loans, 
they would see the remainder of their debt forgiven. Yeah, that is what people believed. That is not what is happening. Honestly, Damon, I think they just need to approve all the applications, say that was a good intent, but we can't screw all these people that bought into the promise that they would work as teachers and firefighters and correction officers and police officers and military and screw all those people. That's not right. Yeah. As much pet projects as the government has, they'll throw money at anything. It seems and you see all these crazy stories of $10 million for this and $20 million for that. There's absolutely no way they can't create some kind of a task force or an administrative force or whatever, draw a line in the sand on the PSLF and say, okay, we need to take everybody that is, because when you consolidate your loans and direct loans, it asks you, are you, do you work in public service loan? You know, do you work in public service? Are you trying to go for loan forgiveness? So they know who thinks they're trying to get public service. They can have some actual people just stop everything and look at it and do what you're talking about. Okay. This here's, you have four years in, everything's good. Everything looks good. Now they do have something like that now that and you can speak more to this is going to just completely blow up by the end of the year, <laughs> but they do have a servicer that's supposed to be in charge of checking every year when people recertify their income and then they certify oh their employment and this comp, this servicer is supposed to check. And so you can find out how many months of qualification you supposedly have by asking fed loan servicing and asking how many months do you have now, if their if their number is different than your number, you don't really have much recourse, but wait, um, it gets anyway. better. It gets yeah, better here you because, go. because fed loan servicing was the one agency that was responsible for um, administrating this program. And they would issue letters saying, yes, your employment complies. You've made all the payments. You're eligible for public service loan forgiveness. They're the, Department and, of Ed Education's contractor, and then the Department of Education would deny the application because they would say whatever Fed Loan Servicing says doesn't matter. And as you alluded, Damon, Fed Loan Servicing has said, we have had enough. By the end of 2021, we are done servicing student loans. Oh my God. Where this goes next, I don't know. But for all the teachers, I really don't have an answer for people who say, I have been a teacher in a low income school for 10 years, and I have just found out that none of my payments qualify me. It's tragedy. The, the answer is actually simple and complicated at the same time. Whoever this administration has in charge of public service loan forgiveness needs to fix it. It's simple. It's really not that hard. All the stuff you need to say, okay, we've got these millions of people that are on this program. We made these promises whatever personnel I need, whatever money we need to do it, we need to sit down and we need to figure out who's actually qualified, who's not, get everybody on the same page and let people know, okay, you're qualified, you're not qualified, you got three more years, let's do this. Let's, they, they, that's all they need to do and just communicate with people. That would close well, the door on most of these student loan relief scammy companies. If you could actually call your servicer and get that kind of straightforward information and be able to rely on it, you wouldn't need some rando on the phone saying, oh, you just qualified for forgiveness. This one I heard yesterday was like, but it's limited time. So you have to call right now. And it's like such bullshit. It's a sales guy. <laughs> I know. The funny thing is we have seen the new Obama student loan forgiveness program, the new Trump 
student loan forgiveness program. And now we have the new Biden student loan forgiveness program. It's the same stuff. But Damon, I am the not programs the haven't changed. <laughs> no, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Just new marketing. I'm not the, oh, the freshest cracker in the box. And uh, you might not be the sharpest tack in the drawer. But at least we have a clue what's going on with this program or not going on. The Department of Education, I have to read this because it is just so incredible, sent out a press release. And here's what they said. <laughs> you haven't heard this, so I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I'm going to quote them. We want to hear from the people who rely on this program about what is working and more importantly, what isn't working. We want to hear from experts across the nation about the challenges public service workers face and the ideas they have about how the PSLF program can work better. And most importantly, we want to hear how we can fulfill the promise of this program to ensure that student debt does not prevent individuals from pursuing or staying in public service. Just send them the show. We already solved it for them. <laughs> it's, it's simple. Just do what you promised to do and have a big enough staff to do it and communicate with the people from the beginning. Get them enrolled. Okay, you're in. You're good. Let's start counting months. Don't wait till the end and be like, oh, you screwed up. Sorry. Keep paying. Whoever thought in the beginning that the way this program works is you work for an employer, you take your best guess that you're going to qualify with that employer, and then you make 10 years of payments, you pay the amount yeah. that's on your statement, and then after all of that, then we'll figure out whether or not you qualify. It's just... Yeah, then we'll look at it and see if you messed up. Yeah. But you know why? Because here's what happened. It was a good idea. Somebody had the you know, Bush or whoever, let's do this. This sounds really good. But maybe, oh, we don't have the funding or the approval or the staffing or anything to really administer it. So we're not going to really do anything. We're just going to put it out there. Yep. And really, they didn't invest anything into doing it because they're like, we'll deal with that in 10 years. And then it was like three or four years before they even officially named Fed Loan Servicing as the official servicer. Because in the beginning, any servicer could handle public service loan forgiveness because you didn't submit anything. You're just like, right. yeah, I want that. And they're like, okay, right. there's nothing to submit and say, hey, do I qualify? It took three to four years before Fed Loan Servicing was even granted that role. And then they at least had something where you submit your, now they're starting to check your employer and, and they look and they say, oh yeah, this qualifies. Of course, then, like you said, the Department of Education has come out and said, well, even if Fed Loan Servicing says your employer yeah. qualifies, that yeah. doesn't mean it actually qualifies. We'll tell yeah. you later. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it got better because the Department of Education not only said that, but they also said, we know that you're supposed to make only 120 payments. And even if you're, all of your payments qualify, you have to continually work for that employer until we finally decide your application. And they were dragging their feet like a year processing these things yeah. only to deny them. So they left people stranded in jobs. They weren't going to be, you know, qualified for forgiveness. Just stupid. Or people even through, maybe through no fault of their own, lost those jobs or whatever yeah. after they qualified. And then they're like, oh, you don't work there anymore. You want to work for the private sector. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I, that drives me crazy. I'm the liberal in this uh, podcast and I'm incensed. This well, is just a public benefit gone totally wrong. The, and this does 
always caused me a, a genuine dilemma, if you will, because <laughs> I'm more of the right side of this podcast. But even I was very disappointed in the way the public service loan forgiveness and the Corinthian college fiasco and the borrower defense repayment and pretty much everything that had to do with administering forgiveness to student loans that was already promised. I, I, I was pretty much cringing on how all of that rolled out under the previous administration, unfortunately, really so, dropped the ball. And that's hard oh for me man. to say. It dropped the ball. It didn't even bounce. It just pfft, landed flat. But here's the Maybe, thing. I don't even think they ever had the ball. Honestly, they had no ball. <laughs> <laughs> they lost. They lost the ball. We don't know where the ball is. Yeah. Somebody's got the ball. The ball's gone. Sorry. So here's the thing that drives me crazy too, is we have all these people now that are in the 20 or 25 year student loan forgiveness programs. They're paying minimum payments. Their balances are going up. And guess what? The government has promised you at the end of that period that all that debt will be forgiven. And hopefully by then you'll be forgiven tax-free. We don't know. Right now that crap is taxable. Yeah. Until the end of 2025. And then right well, now it's not yeah, i know but then but who's qualifying but, for ibr forgiveness right now buddy? so here's the thing we have a dysfunctional broken program in the septic tank that's what that's why you need damon Pinchelove day i'm an expert yeah. at this stuff <laughs> <laughs> see how i circled it this is this show really did go down the toilet <laughs> but my point is that you've got pslf which is for supposed to be a benefit for teachers, firefighters, police officers, military, people that we call heroes that have been totally screwed over by this program. Do you honestly think that in 20 or 25 years, when all these income-based repayment programs are supposed to be forgiven, that it's going to work out any better? No, it's going to be worse because it's going to be over, over even a larger number of different administrations with different ideas and policies. But it's 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 typical government stuff. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, what like are you, you going to Well, you said earlier, it, if you're it's making promises decisions, today that won't deliver tomorrow, if you're making decisions based on a government program. I mean, it, look, if it's something that you can qualify for and then get the benefit, okay. But a future promise for something as big as student loans, it's it just makes no sense. Wait. Are you sure what? you're the liberal side of this? I am the frustrated side because I have sure? seen this program sucks. Where does that leave the program? Both sides of the aisle <laughs> say sucks. It does suck. Nobody's happy. Well, Damon, Not happy out there. Damon Pinchaloaf Day, thank you for pushing out another show. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> I wonder if this will get demonetized. Oh my God. Probably. All right. We made at least one person laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Two. We made you and me laugh. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. You and me. Right now, somebody is like going down the road or laying down in bed, listening to the podcast, and a spouse is walking in or a friend going, what the hell are you listening? We should actually share the idea behind the show when we wanted to do it. It was your wife that said, you guys should just record your phone sessions that you do oh, all the time. That's funny that's enough. True. That's and true. But that's, they're more, that's what it turned out to be. It's just us ranting about stuff and laughing. <laughs> Without all the F bombs. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to tone it down a little bit, but it, it does give you a little bit on the editing side. Oh, thank God. Yeah. 
Okay, listen. Let's end this sucker. Let's let's swirl this thing around the bowl. You've been listening to the Get Out of Debt Guy show with myself, Steve Rode, and Damon Day. You can find Damon if you want to at damonday.com, D-A-M-O-N-D-A-Y.com, and he'll be happy to give you moments of his wisdom. Damon, any final words? Yeah, and 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 just real quick to wrap up because I don't want millions of people freaking out because millions of people listen to this show. As Steve alluded to, there are reasons why you need to look at public service loan forgiveness. And there are situations where if there's just no way to pay off the loans and you qualify for it, it's not going to hurt you necessarily to get on it. It's just, you need to be vigilant about what it is and come to it with an understanding of what it might not be and plan accordingly. So the best thing to do is have a plan. And Steve, who can they call for a plan? That's right. <laughs> yes, don't call me. I've had say enough. Damon pinch a loaf day. No, Damon pinch. No, I've had enough of this damn program. All right, I gotta get pinchaloaf.com. Wait, <laughs> I'm looking at it too. I'm like, wait, before you air the show. <laughs> oh, the poop is your master. <laughs> Somebody beat me to that million dollar idea. And then if you click on it, it says contact the poop master. <laughs> oh, here it is. Yeah. The poop is your master. <laughs> <laughs> contact the poop master. Yeah. Somebody took a great domain and just ruined it. There's nothing there. I hate it's domain a- parkers. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, so Steve Rode, the get out of deck guy. You know that thing that you just listened to? Well, believe it or not, that was actually the Get Out of Debt Guy show. If you have a question that you'd like to ask about money, credit, or debt, just visit my site, getoutofdebt.org, getoutofdebt.org, and click on the Ask a Question link at the top of the site. I look forward to hearing from you.